I went to see a movie on Sunday, mm-hmm. and before it, you know how they do like the the pre-show before the previews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a commercial for Disney Cruises, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, I want to go to Hawaii now. Mm-hmm. And like all the, I looked at Disney Cruises, and like half the Disney Cruises that are happening next year are going to Galveston and Mexico, and I'm like, I don't want to take a Disney cruise to Galveston. That's no, it's right. from Galveston. Oh, okay. Yeah, it ports in Galveston, so it'll pick people up and then go. Okay, cool. Never mind then. Mm-hmm. I might do the thing. Yeah. Speaking of going to the movies, uh, do we want to talk about that AMC deal that is hopefully actually a thing? The $10 a month and see a movie every day? What? That sounds so Yeah, funny. man. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Grace, yeah, so AMC that. apparently... You'll save, you'll save my a- Sorry, here we go ahead. AMC $10 deals, what I'm looking up yeah yeah it's basically like it's like a monthly subscription kind of thing but um you pay ten dollars you don't get from my understanding you don't get any of the concessions and stuff like that like obviously that's where they get their money from but you can go see a movie a day and a it's just that ten dollars a day or a movie a week movie a day Ray's blocking that's what past that's what i read deal. Bold, risky, and probably yeah. They're worried that um, people, sales will they, that they won't make money. People are gonna abuse it. Is this like active now? Is this the thing right now? No, I don't know. Not yet. But it would be so freaking cool if that was a thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's not even like I can't even go to one movie for ten dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's I, only like two D, so I'm sure it would. I'm sure like if you wanted to go to three uh, D that dip that like dibbly dobly whatever and also 3d kind of thing and like 3d imax the one with the recliner chairs mm-hmm. they have like a different name for it at the amc and firewheel anyway like i'm sure you could be like yeah i have this like does that get like a discount for the amc imax the other thing because like i have no idea you either pay full price for that or i think it's you, might. you probably have to pay full price for it that's what i would assume hmm. but, mm. but yeah sounds pretty cool that would now be that cool. like, yeah. Now that like slow season's coming up in like two months, man, yeah. I would use the shit out Movie of that. Movie pass. Mhm, mhm. It's like a fast pass. I think is what they try to compare it to. Hmm. I'll have to look that up more later. Yeah. Sounds cool. Cool. Showtime. Yeah. Let's let's do a show. Cool. Welcome to Disney Versus, where we're going turbo. Hey. Did you use that last time? Probably. You're not going turbo, I don't are think you? so. I didn't use one last time. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. And I'm Heather. If you're new to the show, welcome. Hello. You're in for a great show. On this podcast, we've taken 64 Disney and Pixar movies. We've ranked them in a March Madness-style bracket. And we discuss, rate, debate, argue about them until we decide which one is the best. What's up, guys? How's it going? Sleep deprivation. I'm kind of on vacation. I might pick up a shift tomorrow, but for the most part, I'm on vacation. But my cruise got canceled. Aww. And storms suck. But I get to go to Texas soon, which is cool. Woo! Woo. 
Damn you, Mother Nature. You bitch. Maybe in the land of all things big. Woo! So, found a little bit of news, even though last time we blew our load on all the D23 news. Going through uh, slash Disney.com. It's a uh, slash film news site just for Disney stuff, like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, etc. Found an article about the Frozen musical that just started doing previews last week in Denver. And I completely forgot Ooh. that Frozen was going to be a musical. Well, I didn't forget. It's just I didn't know they would be doing it so soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's heading to Broadway in February. And mm-hmm. I was huh. scrolling through the article. I noticed that Kristoff is black. Nice. And it completely blew me away. I was like, what is going on? What is life? <laughs> so, of course, I went to Wikipedia and the actor who played Hercules Mulligan during workshop for mm-hmm. Frozen, which is when they, you know, figure out what works and what doesn't work, basically. Mm-hmm. He played the role of Kristoff. But now that it's, you know, doing shows and previews and headed to Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, Jelani Aladdin is playing the, the role of Kristoff. And, yeah, I heard, I briefly heard him sing in a YouTube video where they were mm-hmm. talking about him. And, you know, previous stuff he's done. And, yeah, he sounds pretty good. Mm, that's good. He's not like, you know, Aaron Burr or anything, but, you know, he's got some chops. <laughs> what I read, it's getting good reviews. There are some parts that are way better than the movie because the characters get a little bit more uh, depth. Mm-hmm. And you get, okay. a little, you get to know a little bit more about the characters. So mm. I'm kind Wait, of intrigued. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. And the only, uh, looking at the end of the first act the end of the first act is let it go of course and that made me think yeah that that would work for an act break like the show stopping act break song mm-hmm. and i thought it's kind of like uh, defying gravity yeah. from wicked mm-hmm. so i clicked on the uh i clicked on the actress who's playing elsa mm-hmm. she was the understudy for Elphaba and ah. the original wicked oh my tour. god that's funny. And she's got some chops. She did. Um, yeah, obviously. She was in Wicked. She was in Hairspray on Broadway. Jeez. She played Fontaine in Les Mis on Broadway. Wow. And now she's now she's Elsa. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Get it. That's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. Woo. Frozen the Musical. This week's matchups, we have A Goofy Movie versus Hercules and Wreck-It Ralph versus Monsters University. Fuck. <laughs> the only way to describe this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's start with a goofy movie versus Hercules. Um, I played Hercules in the background a couple nights ago while I was cooking, and I, uh, I, I, I uh, that's how I feel. Yes. I know what I'm going to pick, and I feel like I'm going to lose. So, cards on Front Street. Hercules is my second least favorite <gasps> movie from the Renaissance in the 90s. And it's only second worst, or second least favorite, because The Rescuers Down Under is my least favorite. Ah. In case you're interested, the only the next after Hercules it's The Little Mermaid, but that's neither here nor there. You can get out. You... I, I 
I do not rewatch The Little Mermaid nearly as much as the other six movies that came out during that during that decade. I wasn't the biggest fan of The Little Mermaid, but it's definitely grown on me. Although it's anyway, we're not talking about The Little Mermaid. We're talking about Hercules. Yeah, phenomenal. There is fantastic <laughs> singing gospel muses, which, I mean, how can you not appreciate a movie that puts its musical ensemble in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that You're right. And that's the only <laughs> thing about Hercules that I appreciate is the muses and the musical style that they choose to go to go with. Throughout the entire movie, it's basically a whole gospel theme going from, you know, gospel truth all the way to Star is Born, with the exception of I Won't Say I'm in Love. That's really the only song that doesn't have. Oh, and yeah, that one doesn't have a real gospel. (laughs) No, there are a whole bunch of songs that don't have gospel. Actually, Mm -hmm. I think you could go, you could turn I Can Go the Distance with, uh, you could put that, you could sing that in a church. You could. I mean, all you, just have to, you could sing all you have a lot to do is put Jesus' church, name in it. But that's not. <laughs> oh my gosh. You could sing a lot of, of music in a church. That doesn't make it gospel. So Hercules is full of fantastic songs. You've got Zero the Hero, or Zero to Hero? Zero to Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gospel Truth, Go the Distance. A Star is what's Born. A Star is Born. What's Phil's song? One Last Hope. One mm-hmm. Last Hope. That song's great and full of crazy like references to mythology it you're right but like i said the music is the is the biggest thing that i appreciate about hercules like i've been trying to bolster this argument for a while and it comes down to for me the fact that hercules lacks like the story itself lacks cohesion i guess because Hercules lacks character development. What? He lacks character development. From beginning to end, he's always been the same guy. Because if you think it's about it... It's all about he's... him finding out who he really is and striving to... It's a literal coming-of-age story. Not really? Yeah! Cause... Are you kidding? Because... No, I'm not. You see him as a super baby, super tiny, just born... I'm a god, baby, and then you see him lose his mortality, then you meet back up with him while he's a teenager, and decide, you know what, I need to go off on my own, get my shit together, figure out who I'm going to be as a man. No, 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 and that has nothing to has do with him, though. to become a god. That, okay. <laughs> that's, like, the definition of a coming-of-age story. Yeah, but, like, that, none of that really has anything to do with him. Herc is, yes, he can't control his powers from jump, but let's talk about his personality, like the person that he is. When they're at the Agora, when he breaks everything, he's just trying to help. He's just trying to fit in. He's just trying to play catch. Like, he's not a dick at, at any point in this movie. You don't have to be a yeah, dick to is. have character, de- yes, character development, though. When? Um, when he's in the palace and he sees Scar on the floor as a rug and... What's the point? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tori? Yes, he's not a rug on the floor. He's kind of just, he's a skin, basically. Scar is like a, you know how people wear fur coats? 
Oh, Scar is basically a fur coat. That's mm. what it is. Anyway. But he's he's not a dick in like the, the fact of personality. He's like, I don't see the point in... Heather, you're right. He says, I don't see the no, point in... No, he was in... a dick to Phil. He, he was... I see all of that as growing pains. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but that's a turn that takes 10 minutes. Like, he's a dick for like 10 minutes. The movie's only like an hour and 30 minutes long. Exactly. Yes, but my point is, he's a nice guy for a majority of the movie. Ten minutes does not make a whole movie. My point so, is, Herc is the is basically the same person from start to finish, and that's my problem with it. Like his, you're right. He's trying to find himself, and to find himself, he has to be a hero. What is, like he's he fi- he becomes a hero, and he finds his place amongst the people. Like he finds people who love him, and and we're in the middle of the movie. See what I'm saying? Well, he's trying to find his place amongst the gods, right? So he goes up the mountain and talks to Zeus. And Zeus is like, you know what? To, to be a god again, you have to be a real hero. Like, that's what you got to do. Hang on, hang on. He doesn't, go, he doesn't try to find his place amongst the gods until Zeus says, hey, no, you're my No, no, that's kid. exactly, listen, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But what makes him get to that point, he keeps trying to do all of these things to be heroic. What finally gets him to that point is he falls in love. He falls in love with Meg, and he completes this completely selfless act that has nothing to do with him trying to be a hero and everything to do with trying to save the one he loves. But what does That's that have to do with him finding, him finding his place? He learns that he doesn't need to be a god. First of all, okay, he Okay, so the what right does Zeus to have god. to do with anything then? Like, he could have been... Zeus sets the whole thing in motion... He saves the... Zeus' only, his only purpose, literally his only purpose, is to say, you know what, you need to go try and be a hero so you can come party with us. So Hercules goes into it kind of selfishly. I want to be a god. I want to join my family. Not, Not in a selfish, negative way, but in a, I'm trying to be the person I was supposed to be in the beginning. And instead, falls in love with this girl and puts these kind of two things together. He's been working on his strength, he's trying to do all these heroic things, but they're all to serve a purpose. They're all to become a god. Okay. Until he has a reason. A true hero is someone who gives selflessly, right? Is Okay. Is what Think about they it. deem. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Before he falls in love with Meg, mm-hmm. let's take Meg out of the equation altogether. Was, do you think he was worthy before Meg. They even say in the song, he's not conceited, he's the nicest guy. But that doesn't mean you're worthy of being a god. Just because you're a nice guy. He's a nice guy from start to finish, though. That's my point. But he... But that's not uh, enough. And he does change. His motives change. And he develops as a character. I think his love for Meg kind of embodies a love for humans. If that makes sense, like, if it's, like, a big general thing, like, yes, he likes people, yeah, whatever, but he hadn't sacrificed himself for someone yet or anything like that. He had always put himself first. So I know that you're trying to take Meg out of the equation, but that's not really possible because him sacrificing himself for Meg was like, oh, he's now no longer being selfish, not in, again, not in a negative way. It's just, you know, like, he was just trying to be... For himself. Yeah, he was trying to be a hero to be with his family. 
to fill a hole that was in him. But he gives all of that up to be with Meg. Yeah. He goes and saves Meg. And then he, and then they're like, hey, you're a hero because you saved, you risked your life for this human. And then he's like, okay, but I want to stay with the humans so that I can protect them. Wait, okay. So at the end of Zero to Hero, though, he was already doing that. But he hadn't. He had saved. He had but saved he hadn't humans been in any, he hadn't from been all in these any situation that was really dire to him, though, because his strength was able to actually get him out of those situations. But strength can get you can't get you out of a situation that is a death pool, literally a death pool filled with souls. Like he can't, his strength can't get him out of that. And the other thing is his motives for becoming like at the point where zero to hero happens, he's done all of these things, but they're to prove that he's a hero. He's He's trying to be the people's hero so which that he, he can succeeded get, in. Which he did succeed in, but that didn't make him a hero to the gods. That wasn't enough. Just because someone calls you a hero doesn't make you heroic. We should talk about a goofy movie, BT Dub. Talking about a goofy movie. Literally nothing happened. <laughs> the reason I like a goofy movie is because Max want his, wants his autonomy from his dad. He wants to be popular, he wants to be his own person. And Goofy wants his son to be safe. I like a goofy movie. I don't love it, but I do really like it. I did enjoy rewatching it. I think it's very relatable. The characters in this aren't human, but they are very humanized. They're very personified mm -hmm. in very realistic ways. I feel like the teenagers act like teenagers. The son, what's his face? You know his name. Max? Max. Max is snobby and a brat and selfish and the way that teenagers are selfish and entitled. And I love how they portray struggle between, between parents and, and their kids. And parts of it are difficult to watch. The map scene, when Goofy and Max get to the hotel and Goofy realizes that Max has changed the map, mm -hmm. was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I think I cried when I rewatched it. So I, I don't have any negative feelings really towards a Goofy movie. I don't think, um, I, I think part of it is that Hercules is one of the best musicals for me. It's up there with Mulan as far as songs I'll just sing randomly. And I love going to villains. I love Hades and he's funny when i was rewatching this the line there's so many lines in hercules that are just really subtle you don't even catch them if you don't know if you're not paying attention or if you don't know the history and the kind of mythology behind uh what they're referring to but it, it's smart it's really really smart and it, i think it kind of does a really good job of speaking to adults before that was really a thing before Pixar came out and we had movies that were kid appropriate but geared towards adults or made with adults in mind. Hercules does a really, really good job of looping adults in and making it interesting without it being crude like some Disney movies have alluded to. Yeah. So then what what or who do you think is the villain in a goofy movie? I don't think there is one. I don't think anyone's the bad guy i think if anything it would be max's selfish nature but kids are kids mm -hmm. if anything that is where you hit growing pains i got it 
Max wants to be popular in high school, and he wants to be autonomous from his father. He doesn't want to grow up to be his father. Goofy wants his son to be safe because he has that whole, I'm not going to call it epiphany. He has that moment on the phone with the principal when Max is in you know, the principal's office. Later, they have that acceptance after the whole waterfall scene. Goofy realizes that, no, Max realizes that his, son, he, his father wants, he loves him and wants what's best for him. And Goofy recognizes that his son is growing up and he de- Max doesn't have to be Goofy. They yeah. both realize that. And throughout the movie, the conflict is them actually coming to that. There's no villain. There's just conflict. Mm-hmm. The conflict resolution is when they realize my dad loves me. My son is growing up. I have to back off a little bit and let him be his own person. And throughout the entire movie, they're fighting against that. Max is pushing away too much. It's like when it's like those those cartoons when like the 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 big aunt is trying to kiss the kid, but the kid's like trying to fight. That's exactly what this movie what? is. Goofy is Goofy is Goofy is parenting is over parenting. And Max's angst and being a teenager is fighting against that. Mm-hmm. If they would just, you know, if they would both back off a little bit, or if Goofy would back off and Max kind of lean in a little bit more, they would have figured out not to use this the song name. They would have seen eye to eye <laughs> on the entire thing. <laughs> and that's what I like about a Goofy movie. It's kind of, it's more cohesive than Hercules is. So, whose growing pains do you think were, I guess, I don't want to say more relatable because, like, becoming Obviously. a god is not <laughs> is not a thing, you know. But, you know what kind of question I'm trying to ask. What, like, which growing pains do you think were, I guess, more... Profound? Yeah. Which, which one do you think was told better? Which one do you think probably hurt the most? I think growing, as far as growing pains, like, sure, a goofy movie is a little more, it, because it's more relatable, and also more towards the demographic, I think, age-wise. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. And to throw Hercules a bone, Hercules' main objective is finding where he belongs, and that's also relatable because when he's singing that song, he's, you know, a kid. He's, I'll give him 15. He's 15. And he's super strong. He's awkward. He's, he's basically going through demigod puberty. So <laughs> it's, it's super, it's super, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's relatable on a different level. Yeah. But I think, like I said, I think the conflict with Goofy makes Max's growing pains more relatable. And then, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak to Goofy. Mm. But I imagine having a son that you still see as a little boy and not realizing he's growing up is Mm -hmm. a lot more difficult. Okay. On the father-son side, we don't really get much from Zeus throughout Hercules. Do you have any favorite quotes from a Goofy movie? A yuck? <laughs> you mean profound quotes or just quotes just in like general? Just like funny things or... <laughs> when they're, when they're still... Right before uh, Max starts his performance at school, 
PJ says, if my dad finds out I, st- I took his camera, he's going to nuke my entire existence. <laughs> like, all of PJ's little, like, all his oh, all PJ. his worrying is just so funny. Yeah. But it's so real. His dad's yeah. kind of a dick. <laughs> oh, his dad's the worst. Like, like the literal worst. That's funny. I mean, there aren't many funny lines. It's just uh, most of it Situational. From, yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 heart to heart moments that they have, like after when they're trapped in the car after being chased by Bigfoot, and they have that high dad suit moment. Mm-hmm. Gosh, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that's what. Har- yeah, that's what kind of gets me. Yeah, I'm their like... heart to heart after the uh, after they go over the waterfall, or, or no, right before they go over the waterfall. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like I mean we don't get to see it, but you know I imagine that entire time when he's explaining to his dad why he changed the map, why they're why they were actually on their way to LA instead of Idaho. I imagine that was so like it was so tough for him, you know, like dad I screwed up and now we're floating out a car down a river. Here's why. And then I think mm-hmm. that's when we pick up, oh, you like this girl. I miss you actually having feelings and I just see you as a little boy right now. Or before yeah. all this. Mm-hmm they both kind of weren't catching on to each other's like i want space but like continue being my dad and like i want to smother you with love but oh wait you have feelings for a girl oh shit wait you're a teenager well what about you and hercules grace i know you have some lines i love somebody call ixii (laughs) yeah that's that's low-key the best Um, joke in that whole movie because i didn't get it no because yeah exactly that goes over kids heads oh yeah I like when Meg is like trying to explain to uh, Hades like why Hercules is like the best one is like the best guy or whatever, and literally his mm-hmm. line is just like, "He's a guy," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like he'll never lie to me, he'll never do this that. He's a guy. When Payne says, "Coming your most lugubriousness," <laughs> I don't know why. Before we jump off of Hades, I'm just gonna so people like me even less. I'm kind of worn out on Hades' sassiness by the end of the movie. At the beginning, I'm like, yeah, talk smack to, to Zeus. And then by Are the you... end, I'm just like, eh. Okay, no. I had to charge you up for like, Hercules. While, he, while he's talking to the fates, you look like a fate worse than death. Are you kidding? Oh, I That's like that line. Hysterical. I like that line because it's, it's, it's towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's like, you'll work yourself to death. Oh, I kill myself. And then Hades says, if only. <laughs> Hades' low-key snark and not his outright sassiness is what I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trivia? Anything else for this one? Yeah, so just a little bit of awards notice. None of these movies really won big awards. Uh, a Goofy movie was nominated at the Annie's for Best Animated Feature, Production Design, Storyboarding, Music. I didn't even talk about the music in this movie, probably because we talked about it a lot last round. Mm -hmm. In a Goofy movie? Yeah. Standout is still the workout jam. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, Best Animation. And in all those categories, it lost to Pocahontas. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And it didn't get any Golden Globe nominations, and it didn't get any Oscar nominations, probably because it was such a under-the-radar movie. Mm-hmm. They barely released it in theaters. Yeah. On the flip side, Hercules won Annie's for producing animation for Hades and effects animation, which all the cloud work, all the smoke work in Hercules is very good. Oh, yeah. And then it got nominated for Best Directing and Best Animated Feature, which they lost to Cats Don't Dance, 
which is a decent movie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it again. At the Golden Globes and at the Oscars, it got nominated for Best Original Song for Go the Distance, but mm-hmm. it lost to... Guess what song it lost to? Came out in 97. I, I don't... I don't know. It lost oh. to My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> oh, Christ. That was out in 97. Cause, That's uh, awesome. Because Titanic came out at the end of the year. Guys, you realize Titanic is going to be 20 years old at the end of this year? Ah, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Lord. That's a drinking game. Anyway, that's, yes. that's all I got for awards. Yo, Drunken oh Disney. God. Not Drunken oh. Disney. Drinking oh. game for Titanic. <laughs> okay. Um, Anytime anybody says Rose and Jack, take a shot. <laughs> basically. Rose or Jack. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Either of those. They say yeah, that. No, no one. just those. Not a shot, just a drink. Just those. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are, that's the only rules. Anytime someone says Jack or Rose, take a drink. Yeah. I feel like it's not that often, though. It, oh, it's so it Oh, is. it's so often. It is. I feel like we need one more. Finish your drink when they hit the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. 100%. No. Yeah. Open, open a completely different drink and chug that when they hit the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Rose is Rose is the first one, Jack is the second one, and then the iceberg is the third is the third rule. Okay, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, <laughs> oh Christ, we'd be dead. What is, Grace? What's your choice? Hercules. 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 Obviously, my choice is a goofy movie. So, Heather, what dun, you got? Dun, dun. Heather, what you got? Hmm. When did a goofy movie come out? Ninety-five. And you said it lost to Pocahontas. Yes, it lost in award season. It lost uh, its Annie Awards to Pocahontas. Yeah. Oh, another piece of trivia that I have: <sighs> a goofy movie was supposed to be released in ninety-four, but they were going to release The Lion King in ninety-four, so they moved it back. So it wouldn't be outshone by Lion King, and then it came out with Pocahontas. Oops. <laughs> I mean. Apart from having the largest premiere ever, Lion King is the better movie. Yeah. Um, damn, dude. I think I'm going to go with Hercules. Yes! Mainly because both stories are told very fluidly, I believe, even though Tori doesn't agree. They obviously both have their moments where it kind of just, like, really weird like transition kind of thing like to me uh in a in a goofy movie at the end when they like are suddenly at the concert i'm like wait what the fuck but uh i got an explanation for that i know i know you do (laughs) go for it disney magic oh yeah no like all all of the all of them are disney magic or or goofy knew a guy yeah right i'm still going with headcanon that he knows power line he actually knows power line (laughs) Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Powerline did the perfect cast. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, but when did Hercules come out again? 97. 97? 97 or 95. So the art style... I mean, okay, so even comparing a Goofy movie to Pocahontas is... Like, the art style is just super different. And it's clearer in Pocahontas, just like it's clearer in Hercules. Even though Hercules is two years later, that's what kind of gets me, is the art because the music in both movies is real are you know are both really good honestly i want to listen to a goofy movie a little more just because i need to it's 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 a great soundtrack and the story is told really smoothly but the art style to me is what's the kicker 
Okay. So I'm going to go with Hercules. All right. Yes. In a Goofy movie's defense, it wasn't made by the same technically studio as oh, I, yeah. these other ones. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's that's gonna that's gonna be its downfall for me, which sucks because it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I man. expect to be shunned by Pedro when I see him. I tried, bro. I tried. So Hercules so, won. Moving Hercules on. Won. <laughs> Moving on. We've got Wreck-It Ralph versus Monsters University. I think the first thing that comes to mind. I love both of these movies. I think Monsters University is a little more near and dear to me because of because I loved Monsters Inc. so much. I loved Monsters Inc. And I love the color palette of this movie. It's so vibrant and Monsters University did such a phenomenal job of just developing this world and really not not letting any little thing be excluded. Like there's a bus stop, there's there are restaurants, there are fraternities, there are majors in school and all these small parts of college and I, I, I was just so impressed with the world that they created and it was really immersive and it's a, it's a beautiful story it's, it's very cute and again you've got Nathan Fillion who I love and Wreck-It Ralph is kind of darling um, I'm, I'm excited to see the new Wreck-It Ralph movie, I really am. Yes. Yes. Um, as far as heroes go, in Monsters University, you've kind of got these two assholes. Like, they're 18, we're assuming, and snobby yeah. and... Freshman in college. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and trying to prove that they're the best. And they really have to come together as a team. And then as far as Wreck-It Ralph goes, you've got... Ralph, who is trying to escape his situation, is kind of depressed about his lot in life and goes to, ends up in Candy World or whatever it's called. Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush. And helps Vanellope and is, is really pretty selfless about it. I think... I was trying to think of what Mike's major was when he got kicked out of the scare program. Like, was it like scream engineer or what? Because like he's yeah, in, it was, I think so. Yeah, it's like winter I mean, both, semester. He's just in both of them. Both of them are in the scream. That's right. They're both in the canister. They both class. get kicked out, and they're both in the same class. And Sully's just glaring at him. Mm-hmm. I, I need to figure that out, but I'll do it later. Um, I mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, I can't say that I, I love Monsters University, but I do like it. I think Monsters University might have more, um, a bigger color palette than Monsters, Inc. I remember Monsters, Inc. being oh, more yeah. um, purple and blue. Like, you know how you have those um, yeah. those spectrums that show, like, the entire run, t- the entire run time of a movie, like, the colors squish together so you can see, like, the overall... color spectrum of the movie no i don't think i've seen that i feel like monsters inc would be more Mm. purple and blue and you know when mike's on screen green and then monster university will be a big a brighter more elaborate yeah array of colors and i like Mm -hmm. that i think part of it is so much of monsters inc is 
in this facility. This it's basically in a warehouse. Factory. Yeah, it takes yeah, place it's in a warehouse factory. setting. Warehouses are not and very colorful. We have a limited number <laughs> of cast members. We have we have maybe two or three dozen monsters that we see over and over again. And in Monsters University, we see hundreds. Yeah, we see of a campus monsters. worth. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all different colors and shapes and sizes. And so I love that. I love that there are so many diverse monsters, but I think that contributes to the color palette that you're looking for too. Yeah. And it's a and it's perfect example. When you think about for the scare games, the the leaderboard, all the mm-hmm. colors of the fraternities, they're all different. So that's yeah. that's a pretty much a, a good representation of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. With Wreck-It Ralph, I was completely... I think I didn't remember looking too much into this movie past. Ralph is a video game character. He's doing things in a video game world. And then I saw the movie itself and then all the emotion and the story and the character that came with it. It blew me away. And, mm-hmm. and then there were the jokes and the music and the writing that goes into the movie and then there's the video game the attention to detail to the video game world itself Mm -hmm. it's not what i was expecting and it's such an original idea too yeah because of the characters themselves i did not have any hopes for record ralph i didn't really know what it was about and was pleasantly surprised i don't think i saw wreck it ralph in theaters um i think i'm I'm pretty sure i saw it after the fact so I'm really excited to see the sequel I'll be interested to see if we're comparing Monsters Inc. to Wreck-It Ralph that is a little bit harder of a decision for me but I'll be interested to see when the new Wreck-It Ralph movie comes out if I feel as conflicted for the sequels compared to each other Mm -hmm. I was going to go back to um, talking about how Ralph is a villain and how like his his characteristics as a villain and how it doesn't function in the normal hero way, I guess. That when I just said it doesn't make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. His his uh, designation is as a villain. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah. And but he doesn't feel like he is a bad guy and doesn't want to play that role anymore. Yeah. And I really like. Yeah, he's a hero because he's he is the hero because it's his movie like the, it's his name on the bot on the on the he's cover the protagonist of the movie. for sure he's the protagonist he's classified as a villain he doesn't want to be the villain anymore everybody's like you have to be the villain you can't go turbo bringing it back <laughs> and it gets into one of like one of my favorite themes about the movie and it's don't let others define you mm-hmm. so the entire time ralph is trying to break out of the box that people keep putting him in mm-hmm. and it's he's doing it vanellope's doing it uh felix is trying to do it calhoun is trying to do it mm-hmm. and it's like they're they're all they're all doing well not so much calhoun maybe felix because well because Cal, calhoun's just hunting ralph because he's making a mess of things right and Felix is but trying to. He's also going after. She's also going after the virus, maybe. Right. I thought she was just going. Yeah, after she's just, she's just going after the virus. She couldn't my bad. care less about Ralph. Ralph is yeah. just collateral. I was wrong. My That's bad. <laughs> but uh, Felix is 
going is trying think, to clean up Ralph's mess. I don't think Felix. How is Felix? I'm thinking about it. I don't think Felix doesn't do it because he's just he's yeah. cleaning up Ralph's messes, which is what his game is all about. I don't even think that Felix is really cleaning up. He's empathetic, but he's not trying to change his position or anything like that. I think he's just taking care of of his kind of counterpart. He knows that for him being Felix to have a job, then Wreck-It Ralph has to do his. Yeah, he's trying to make everybody yeah. happy. I thought he was just going after Ralph to make sure that his, that his game didn't get didn't get shut down. Yeah, he's trying to, and he's mm-hmm. and he says it's my job to fix what Ralph wrecks. Yeah, <laughs> I think he starts to. I think uh, he does start to empathize with Ralph, like through the journey though, because he like talks about him more, yeah. mm-hmm. especially yeah. that so. meetup in that jail, you know, kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. like, "Have you ever felt so like abandoned or like left out of stuff or blah blah blah?" And Ralph is like. I live in the garbage. Uh, yes, <laughs> every day. <laughs> you know. And then uh, a theme in Monsters University that makes me like it so much in, in studying for this, uh, something that I like, it's uh, failure's okay. Because mm-hmm. Mike's whole thing is, I want to be a scarer. I want to be a scarer. I want it. I want it. I want it. And Mike isn't scary. And mm-hmm. he fails. Mm-hmm. Like, he fails. He, he gets kicked out of the scare program. They win the scare games, and he still gets kicked out of school, and he still ends up being a success. Mm-hmm. So after all of his failure, he still ends up being, you know, top at Monsters, Inc., you know, the top mm-hmm. lunch lady, sorry, the top food servers, <laughs> the top mm-hmm. male boys. He still succeeds yeah. even though he fails in his initial dream like he never he never becomes a scarer at the end of monsters inc spoilers he becomes a comedian mm-hmm. he's not scary mm-hmm. so this movie kind of teaches you i wonder if he ends up being the best at his job though yeah i mean they, sully says he fills yeah. his quote on the first the first door of the day mm-hmm. so it kind of teaches you That's that cool. you know you may want it more but even if you don't get it, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just try to be the best that you can at whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, and life goes on even though you you fail at something. Try something else. Mm-hmm. That's something that I appreciate. Yeah. Well, I I can't even really be objective that much with this movie because even though mm-hmm. we spent time with Sully and Mike and Monsters Inc., we got completely different characters than we did in, in Monsters yeah. University because even though Mike's still, mm-hmm. Mike is still the prep guy and Sully is still, you know, the top monster, he's, the, he's clearly the best and scariest thing at the school. Mike's kind of a nerd and Sully's kind of a, he's, I'll say, he's kind of a fuckboy with his little haircut. <laughs> he really <laughs> is. They, they did a really good job at, like, because that like stereotype you know like they mm-hmm. oh yeah they did a great yeah. job <laughs> and he's, in- he's yeah. incredibly entitled because you know he's like I'm a Sullivan you know I show up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff like that and it, it at the end it kind of it kind of Sully hates it even though that's the role he has to play but yeah. he, he he leans into it at the beginning of the film when we're introduced to young Sully um, do you have anything else to 
add. The music for neither of these is is particularly memorable to me. Um, I do love that Monsters University uses the Blue Devils drumline. Yeah. And, and as far as story arcs, like I think both of them are very natural. Mm-hmm. Record Ralph is maybe slightly choppier. There's there's a little less through line than there is a Monsters University, but Monsters University also has a very direct mm-hmm. through line. Like you've got these challenges you need to get through. This is what's going to happen if you succeed. This is what's going to happen if you fail. And yeah, so that's pretty straightforward. I kind of like Ralph's semi-therapeutic journey that he goes through because the entire time Mm -hmm. at the beginning he's in therapy it's like i don't want to be this guy he's basically an aa yeah a a form of aa because Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be a villain anymore and the entire time he's trying to break the mold and essentially go turbo and not do what he's been programmed to do for forever and towards the end he he accepts that he's he has to be the bad guy like he accepts himself for who he is he you know he recites the whole thing the mantra of bad and on and it's like yeah i'm a bad guy but i'm i'm doing something good because he thinks he's about to die yeah he's like, yeah i'm a bad guy i'm bad but that's good yeah and he's like zangief mm-hmm. says he's like i'm a bad guy but i'm not a bad guy whole journey he's mm-hmm. self-centered throughout a lot of the movie and once he does something nice for vanellope he kind of and sees how happy it makes her mm-hmm. he's kind of he's kind of not healed but um, relieved yeah i guess he has a sense mm-hmm. of relief about mm-hmm. the whole thing and that that or fulfillment and he's kind of at that acceptance yeah fulfillment he mm-hmm. finds fulfillment towards the end and then he sacrifices himself to save sugar rush yeah that's something that i liked mm-hmm. and i agree with grace the music for both are pretty they're good for their genre like using blue devils for um the marching stuff like the the college scenes yeah is good and then the video game influence in the score for wreck it ralph is is very good the music is good, but I wouldn't say it's one is better than the other. Yeah. yeah. Which movie had a bigger impact on y'all, and why? Oh, probably Monsters University. What year did Monsters University come out? 2013. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to say not too long ago, but honestly, not too long ago to me means like 10 years. It was 2013. <laughs> it came out 2013. So, Wreck-It Ralph came out 2012. Yeah. yeah. Monsters University, I think it came out right after I graduated college, right after we graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tori and I. Heather, you graduated a year later, is that right? Two Maybe years later, that. I think. Two years later. Yeah, um, I was 2015. So right after, and that last, especially that last year of college for me was wrapped up in fraternity for the most part. Mm-hmm. I was very, it's crazy to think about how busy we all were in college. Like, I had two or sometimes three jobs and mm-hmm. was heavily involved with all three fraternities but specifically my own and mm-hmm. still had a full course load like but how did we sleep and drink <laughs> like how is that a thing we did not oh, we took cut way out less hours i took way less hours towards the end of my uh college years I... my last semester i took 12 hours mm-hmm. i think my last semester i might have because i I think maybe 13 but I always took like 
15, 16 hours? I think I only did that and a that couple of times, like but I was really bad at time management. Music <laughs> hours? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, it, this brought back a lot of those... Nostalgic memories. Nostalgic memories and, and kind of wrapping up college for me. But I wouldn't say it e even compares to the end of Toy Story 3. <laughs> even though this is probably more relatable to my actual life. Mm -hmm. Even though they're monsters. At the time of me watching them when I first saw them, neither of these really had a profound impact on me. Okay. Were they lacking something specific? I just didn't read that much into them at the time. Okay. I mean... I liked the dark turn that Ralph took towards the end, that like when he smashed twist, the racer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was a great twist. And but when Ralph smashes the um, her car the racer mm -hmm. onto the end, mm -hmm. I was hooked. I was like, man. I remember texting somebody after I after I saw the movie. I was like, man, this movie got dark. Mm -hmm. And then the twist. Because the twist was awesome, and I didn't mm -hmm. see the twist coming. Yeah. Gotcha. So do they have an impact on you now, or is it still kind of like me? I mean, the, the stuff that we've talked about, knowing who you are. I remember, I remember, I take that back. I remember when Ralph came out. Or no, this was after. This was after. Because mm -hmm. Ralph was before Frozen. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember watching Wreck-It Ralph after seeing Frozen and saying that Vanellope is a better role model for girls than Elsa because oh, 100%. Vanellope Absolutely. knows who she is uh -huh. and, yeah. and doesn't let the bullies really get her down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she wants to prove them wrong. If anything. Yeah, and she does because mm -hmm. she wins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she's merciful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I guess, I guess... Van it, in hindsight, Wreck-It Ralph had a better impact on me than uh, Monsters You did. Okay. Cool. I was just curious. Do you want to jump into... Let's, let's jump into trivia. Uh, let's jump into awards now. For Wreck-It Ralph, at the Annie's, Ralph won Best Animated Film, Best Directing, Music, Writing, Voice Acting for Alan Tudyk as... Mm. King Candy. Good. And and it was nominated for Best Animated Effects, characters of Character Design, Storyboarding, and Editorial. Jesus. My goodness. And it makes <laughs> sense because the taking all of the taking the entire video game world to the level that they took it, like going basically inside a video game and yeah, the thinking about and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like yeah, just the concept of them riding around on surge protectors. Yeah. Like, and cords. And they're on, to... like, little buggy, like, cart train things. So cute. Yeah. And, and the, the old ones are rickety. Hub. Yeah. And the central hub of the whole thing is a surge protector. Mm -hmm. Is really cool. And then at the Golden Globes and the Oscars, it was nominated for, but lost, Best Animated Feature. What did what? it lose to? Yeah. That year, it lost to Brave. For what? Huh. Best yeah. animated feature. I guess because a lot of moms. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Some of the effects the in Brave are better than the effects in Ralph. Yeah. Like it, it, Brave has a lot more natural effects, so mm -hmm. I can see if Wreck-It Ralph is going to lose, I'm fine it losing to Brave. Hmm. Okay. So. That works. And then for Monsters U at the Annie Awards, it was nominated for Best Animated Feature. 
animated effects, character animation, music, production design, voice acting for Billy Crystal as Mike, and writing. Hmm. It lost Best Animated Feature that year to Frozen, but it did win for Best Storyboarding and Editorial. At the Golden Globes and at the Oscars, it wasn't nominated for Best Animated Feature at all, but the films that were Frozen, which won both, The Croods, Despicable Me 2, Ernest and Celestine, and what? The Wind Rises, which Wait. is hmm. the most recent Hayao Miyazaki film. Hmm. Hmm. Yo, have you seen Ernest and Celestine? No. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Okay. I think it's a French film, but they did an English dub of it. Ernest is played by Forrest Whitaker. And I believe Celestine was played by Dakota Fanning. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Cool. And the animation in it is really good. Okay. What's your pick? I think this is just a, a matter of uh, opinion and what spoke to my sensibilities more. But my pick is Wreck-It Ralph. Because I think as a gamer, I liked seeing what can be done with like a video game world. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of cameos in Wreck-It Ralph from video game characters, Mm -hmm. but the central stars of the the movie Mm -hmm. are original characters. I mean, Ralph and Felix are based on Donkey Kong and Mario. Calhoun is based on a general character from Halo or Call of Duty and... Vanellope might as well be someone from Mario Kart, but they're all original characters based on... Real games. Yeah, with their own personalities, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Vanellope is basically what if Silver- Sarah Silverman was a kart racer. Yeah. Yeah, I, my pick is Wreck-It Ralph. My pick is Monsters, Inc. because of how well it develops the universe... So, Your pick is Monsters U. Monsters U. My pick is Monsters U because of how well it develops the universe. Um, and if I'm if I'm going based off of which of these movies do I want, if, like if I had to stay in a room and watch these movies all day or have it on the TV, which one would I want? And it would be Monsters University. And I think part of that is because I really, I, I really do enjoy both of these movies. I think Monsters University is a little more... It's a little easier to follow, and so it's something that I could put on while doing dishes and come back and know exactly what just happened. But yeah, I I love that those characters and and that universe, and I think it's incredibly well done. I'm excited to see Wreck-It Ralph, the new Wreck-It Ralph, but Monsters U is my pick. Why are there two tiebreakers? What the hell, guys? <laughs> You're supposed to agree. Right. It's the first time on everything. Man. No, actually, we're not supposed to agree. That's what makes the show I know. interesting. We're, fin- we're finally getting to that point. We're where... finally getting to the point where it's, like, necessary. Fuck. Um, Monsters U does expand the Monsters, Inc. world, but I think I'm still going to have to go with Wreck-It Ralph. <sighs> mainly because of Vanellope. And she's an actual princess. Like she's not like a she's not like what Disney tries to be tries to call a princess like like fucking Pocahontas and fucking like Moana and stuff. They're not princesses. They're like cheese daughters. They're they're great. Same with Mulan, you know. But Vanellope knows what she wants, fights for it, 
knows who she is. Like she doesn't have to go through a character development, and she's and like she's a, she's a very strong character, even mm-hmm. if she's like young and stuff. Like she's still very strong. She's very true to herself. Like even when she has the option to be a prissy princess or something like that, she's like, "This isn't me. This is me." You know, and goes mm-hmm. back to her like candy covered clothes and stuff. I really appreciate that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. They're both very good, but I'm gonna have to go with Wreck-It Ralph. So. Moving on to round three, we have Hercules and Wreck-It Ralph. Grace, do you have a uh, drunk Disney for either of these? Monsters University is the natural choice, seeing as it touches on fraternities and parties and all those sorts of things. Word. So I think anytime a fraternity is referred to by name, anytime someone tells Mike he can't do something, and... One that I'm trying to ESP to you anytime someone says the word scare. That works. I was, I was like, anytime someone screams. Um, scare or scary or scare. Yeah, so anytime anyone uses the word scare. So anytime someone uses fraternities or mentions a fraternity, anytime someone scare, says the word scare, and anytime someone tells Mike he can't do something. Those are the three. I feel like, like those are pretty good. good. Yeah. Our upcoming matchups next time on Disney Versus. We might be doing a live episode next time. We'll see. But at some point in the future, we'll be discussing Inside Out versus Cars and Finding Dory versus Aladdin. I will be in Texas for at least part of next week. Woo! 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 So we'll be doing a live episode, or at least we'll be recording a live episode and then there maybe might just be clips <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get a peek at that <laughs> at what yeah. a drunken disney looks like <laughs> it's gonna be fine y'all it's gonna be Hell fun. Yeah. that's our show for this week yeah Woo. it's pretty got pretty heated at the beginning yeah. and then it mellowed out a little bit yeah. i like I it like we it was very fiery yeah yeah <laughs> Not as fiery as when we were arguing about uh, Toy Story 3 and whatever. Toy Story 2? Yes. <laughs> Still yes. sucks. <laughs> oh, man. We were, we were, gonna, we were about to come to blows over that one. Through Skype. <laughs> yep. You can fight through Skype. You just you gotta can. want it enough. Mm-hmm. You just got to have the power of the interwebs. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses and on Twitter at DisneyVS. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and tell us how we're doing. And you can also give us um, five and a half watermelons on Google Play Music. It's hot outside. (laughs) It has nothing to do with my ethnicity. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Bye.